0: You're listening to LibraryCast, your library podcast with me, Jeremy Thompson-Smith, Somerset Libraries Outreach Officer for the Mendips, Bringing to you libraries from home. On this week's podcast, we welcome Kirsty Fitzpatrick, Somerset Libraries and Information Officer. Kirsty, hello. Welcome to LibraryCast. How are you?
1: I'm fine. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely welcome. Welcome to LibraryCast. And this is the first time that we've actually met since we last worked in Shepton Mallet Library. How long ago did we work together?
1: Oh gosh, that must have been last year. It was, yeah, last year.
0: You're so enthusiastic about libraries. I've always thoroughly enjoyed working with you. Um, I see the children coming into the libraries. Let's take it back to the moment that you put your application in the post to work for Somerset Libraries. Where did you see the advert and what motivated you to actually put that uh, application online or in the post to Somerset Libraries?
1: I remember I was looking for a job and I think I found uh, the advert on the Somerset um, council job application site I can't remember what it's called and I remember reading through thinking oh my goodness this is the job for me because I love books and I love people and um, so I put my application in I remember going for the interview and I was absolutely terrified before I went for my interview however the people who interviewed me were lovely and i remember coming out of there thinking i must have this job (laughs) and obviously i got the job so i was very Mm. pleased
0: Mm. so how long did you spend at shepton mallet before you sort of moved to street community library
1: Um, it must have been oh goodness i'm not very good with time um it must have been maybe three or four years (laughs) um i can't remember exactly um yeah so it was three or four years
0: So you were heavily involved in Shepton. Whenever I came over on relief, you know, you were telling me your link up with the Friends of Shepton Library. And you were also telling me about loads of events that you had in the pipeline or you were dreaming of. Tell us a little bit about some of those highlights that you actually managed to sort of get going and produce for Shepton Library.
1: We had, um, we had a few events. We had a um, one that really sticks in my memory is the Love Your Libraries Day. So we decided just to put together some, there was a, with Shepton Mallet there was a lot of community interest and there's lots of community groups. Um, so we put together um, a day where everybody could get together in the library. We had, oh gosh, we had British Legion we had um a lady coming in doing crafts we had uh, another lady who does uh, makeup for film and television she came in we had authors um and it was amazing and it was so wonderful because the library was absolutely jam-packed full of people everybody was happy everybody had a wonderful time um, so that really sticks in my mind. I was absolutely exhausted by the end of the day, but it was the best feeling ever.
0: Lots of uh, wonderful community spirit at Shepton Library, some very, very loyal followers. The, the, the community of Shepton Library are wonderful. I remember having some great times working with you and Janet at the library. Um, wonderful characters that come into the library, coming in for their newspaper to do the quiz. There's more quizzes at the library at Shepton than I've seen in any other library. Do you have some sort of nice uh, moments that you can remember from from your readership that visited you when you worked there?
1: Oh I absolutely, so at Shepton I have some really really fond memories. One thing I loved about Shepton Mallet Library was the fact that there were so many diverse groups of people that would come into the library and chat um and um just they'd know each other we'd have a good matter the people there were lovely i really do miss them obviously i love street i love the people in the street but shepton was it really does sort of hold a special place in my heart mm. Um the people were really lovely mm. yeah
0: You are or you come across to me at least and when I see your activities and see what you post on Facebook for the library service you're very good with crafts and putting some uh, nice sort of displays in the library. Tell me about your favourite display that you you did either at Street or when you previously worked at Shepton.
1: Well if I'm honest I can't really take a whole lot of credit for my displays because I go on Pinterest (laughs) which is a wealth of it's amazing Um, and that's where I pick up a lot of ideas and obviously I do change them a little bit and and make them my own Mm. Um, so at Street Library for example at the moment we have um, signposts so we have a a large um, signpost with pointing in all different directions with all different worlds book worlds so for example we have Narnia, Hogwarts, um, Uh, I can't think of any more off the top of my head but you understand what I mean so Mm. yeah that's what Mm. I really I really like that display That's quite cool. That looks good. Mm. Um, Oh and Christmas as well. We had a story uh, An evening Christmas storytelling time thing where children could come in their pajamas They'd get um, a cookie and some hot chocolate. So I took in my chair from my lounge I have what I call my granny chair. It's a fireside chair Um, and I brought in my lamp to go with that and we created like a a storytelling area so the children could come sit round and listen to stories. That's another one I did, but that was my idea. I didn't steal that off of Pinterest.
0: That sounds amazing and uh, I I, I hope we can share more of those events when our libraries are, are, are reopening. I've noticed you online, you are telling stories. You're fantastic. I I want to be a child again and sit down and listen to your stories online. So tell us (laughs) about where we can find your stories that you are making for Somerset Library.
1: So you can find my stories on the street um, Facebook library page. So if you type in Somerset Library Street, you'll be able to find uh, my stories. I'm doing them weekly, every Saturday. Um and any children that want, um, any parents that want us to say hello to their children, we we do. Um, I'm loving it, absolutely loving it. I, I love telling stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, you're in the right place. <laughs> you're also <laughs> part of the Mendit Children's Book Group. Um I remember a while back you telling me this is a really good place to sort of seek out a, ideas and things i know nothing about it i've just been so busy with our refit that we did in 2019 at cheddar library that uh, it's about time i looked into this tell us a bit about the mendip children's book group and your role in that
1: so mendip children's book group is we're a voluntary organization we come under the umbrella of the federation of children's book groups which is a nationwide um uh, organization a charitable organization Um, And it's joining together all different children's book groups from across the country. Um, They have a yearly um, children's book award which is voted for exclusively by children, um, which is really exciting. Um, But our group um, in MUNDIP, we are focusing on starting up um, children's book groups. So we're looking to get um, some uh, young adult book groups together. Um, And we are also doing something called the library passport scheme, which is in the works. And this is to connect children, schools and libraries together. Um, And my um, colleague, um, Helen, who is the chairperson for Mendit Children's Book Groups, is looking to um, get it uh, as a qualification. So she's um, applying to Ofqual at the moment. So we're hoping um, that we can have it as a recognised qualification.
0: How can we find out more about the Mendit Children's Book Group? And is it it open to everybody? Uh, Where where can we join this?
1: Yep, so it's open to everybody. Um, We have different types of memberships. We have single memberships which would probably suit so maybe a professional, a teacher or a librarian. Uh, We have family memberships um, and we have school memberships. Um, if you search us in Google and type in Mendic Children's Book Group, you'll find us on Facebook and Twitter, and we have our own website as well.
0: I also uh, remember when we were working together uh, when I was on relief at Shepton Library that you had aspirations for writing.
1: Well, oh, well, yes, I'm still starry-eyed. Um, <laughs> I absolutely love young adult um, literature and um, particularly fantasy um and i am i have been writing for quite a few years but i'm currently i i'm on something called the gold i'm in something called the golden egg academy um so i am working on my novel with them um and it's very exciting i don't have a title for it yet um it really is just a book Um, but yes, one day, one day, I'm going to persevere. This isn't a, this isn't a race or a sprint. It's it's a
0: marathon.
1: It's a long distance marathon. It's going to take a a long time. But one day, I'll get there.
0: So I need a bit more detail, Kirsty. This is LibraryCast. We we have attention to detail <laughs> in the libraries. Any characters <laughs> formed? Any names of characters that I'm look? We're looking for a library podcast exclusive here. Oh! Can you, what can you share? What
1: can I share? So my book is, um, so the book I'm working on at the moment is about a young girl called Tabitha, who is caretaker to a village of trapped immortal witches. Um, And it is, yeah, so that's the premise of my story. And, it gets a bit dark.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that's what young adult, that's what young adult books are about. Um, have you written any pages yet? Or are you still formulating and creating your well, characters?
1: I, I've probably written, gosh, I've probably written it once. So I've written a first draft that was really bad. So I, I wrote maybe 70,000, 80,000 words of that, decided it was rubbish. So I scrapped it and I've started again. Um, I'm about twenty-five to 30,000 words into this draft. I expect to write it maybe about four or five times yeah. before it's okay.
0: So we expect to see it in our children's shelves and our young adult shelves and our young adult columns and all the Somerset libraries in a few years' time. That it's would been be actually, I know it's been wonderful catching up. This is the first time we've actually spoken along. It's been fantastic oh, catching up yes. with you. Must yes. come into Street Library. Um, If there's one sort of dream, one aspiration that you would like to create, no, no, don't worry about budget or money. If you could bring in some really lovely change to our wonderful libraries, what would you like to do to the libraries if you had that magic wand?
1: Oh my goodness, that's such a good question. (laughs) Do you know what? One thing I'd love in our library is I would, if if we could create like a room, like a, a Hogwarts type room, where we could have sofas and make it a really magical room where children can go and read and let their imagination just go wild. That's what I'd love. I'd love to turn. Okay, I'd love to turn our libraries into Hogwarts. There we go.
0: <laughs> I knew you were a, a, a Potter fan. I, I had that same question asked of me by the uh, Kings of Wessex School in Cheddar, and I was imagining a scene in the library, like a like a night in the museum, a night in a library, where all the characters from yes. the book come to life. Um, yes. We need to create that space.
1: Oh yes, definitely.
0: We'll get our IT and digital officers <laughs> working on that as we speak. <laughs> yes. Well, we will come out of our lockdown and reopen our libraries uh, better and brighter and happier. Thanks to all our wonderful colleagues like you. Kirsty Fitzpatrick, thank you for joining us on Librarycast. You have been listening to Librarycast with me, Jeremy Thompson-Smith for Somerset Libraries.